Hello, everyone. Justin Vakula here with another episode of the Stoic Philosophy Podcast. Today's episode is titled Moderation and Self-Control. Visit my website at justinvakula.com, where you can find links to my social portals, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and see past content on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher. Support me on my patreon.com page, on which I offer several rewards to patrons. Please share, comment, like, and subscribe. I explore the tradition of Stoicism with goals to inform, empower, and help others benefit from the practical wisdom of ancient Greek, Roman, and modern thinkers, including Epictetus, Marcus Aurelius, and Seneca. For the Stoics, a main focus is pursuing virtue to attain a well-examined life through practical applications of philosophy, acting with good character, using reason to form accurate, careful judgments about the world, and achieving contentment. Stoic writers focus on many perennial human concerns and urge people to take action, applying what they learn to everyday life. Self-improvement is central to Stoic thought, strengthening and improving one's mindset. Let's get to today's topic. Stoicism encourages people to take charge of their own lives through moderation, guiding themselves in order and through a process of self-reflection. Questioning our habits, desires, and external influences, we can transform ourselves from people pushed and pulled by unquestioned urges or motivations to being more content, focused on noble goals, and more in control of our lives. Rather than seeing certain behaviors or thoughts as unproductive and questioning ourselves, it can be easy to maintain the status quo, blame others for our shortcomings, and perpetuate problems of our own making. But it's in our power, Stoic writers say, to live a better quality of life free from negative passions, empty desires, and anger. We can work toward modifying our impressions, the way we view certain external things, our interpretations of the world, and recognize that it is not events which cause us grief, but rather our interpretations of them. Taking accountability for how we view things, recognizing that we can change and have a more realistic view of the world, can help break us from chains which bind us. Let's turn to Seneca's letters from a Stoic to examine passages about moderation and and self-control. In his letter titled On Self-Control, Seneca talks about questioning our desires and living a life of moderation. We can yearn for that which is needed for our survival, but an excess of desire and a lack of mindfulness, a lack of restraint, can harm us. Rather than having self-control, we can overindulge in pleasures and make excuses for our behavior, being a slave rather than a master. Seneca writes, There is no vice which lacks some plea. There is no vice that at the start is not modest and easily entreated. But afterwards, the trouble spreads more widely. If you allow it to begin, you cannot make sure of its ceasing. Every emotion at the start is weak. Afterwards, it arouses itself and gains strength by its progress. It is more easy to forestall it than to forego it. Which vices might Seneca be talking about? Let's think of some modern examples. Perhaps we can be swept away by love or lust and make poor decisions. We might sacrifice our own wants and needs to please others. We might become unhappy. We might make excuses or overlook poor behavior from a partner, become tolerant of abuse, become responsible for children we really didn't want to have, and make premature commitments which lead to financial and emotional ruin. We might settle far too much and compromise our own values in the process, missing opportunities to meet other people or simply focus on ourselves, our own wants, our own hobbies. Attraction or romantic love can lead us to be foolish and suspend our careful judgment. Instead, we can be more cautious when meeting new people, carefully evaluate who we let into our social circles, and not be blinded by love or lust. We can question whether the juice is worth the squeeze, whether a partner really would be desirable in the long run, or even the short run, rather than jumping the gun and wishing things would go well in the future. We might desire great wealth and in the process become involved in corrupt environments, defraud others, commit crimes, neglect our friendships and family members, and compromise our own character to gain wealth. And for what? 
We can place our happiness in money and external things, but this isn't a wise path of action, especially if that comes with a great price of anxiety, unethical and illegal behavior, and a lack of contentment within. We might desire a lavish lifestyle, but have to work longer and harder to meet financial wants, perhaps persisting in a job we don't like. We might gain pleasure from using hard drugs and drinking alcohol, but we might find ourselves in a state of addiction, which can severely harm us and others around us. We might desire food as a source of pleasure rather than sustenance, and thus may become obese, develop medical problems, shorten our lives, spend large sums of money, and be unhealthy. If we let our desires go unchecked, if we neglect moderation, we can find ourselves to be slavish, to lack self-control, and develop poor habits which could get worse and worse. We can take control of our lives and not engage in activities which may harm us, remove ourselves from poor influences and environments as best we can, and be mindful about our behaviors. Seneca writes, And do you know why we have not the power to attain the Stoic ideal? It is because we refuse to believe in our power. Nay, of a surety, there is something else which plays a part. It is because we are in love with our vices. We uphold them and make excuses for them rather than shake them off. The reason is unwillingness, the excuse, inability. Seneca talks more about habits and questioning desires in his letter titled On the Conflict Between Pleasure and Virtue. Rather than imitating others and looking to popular opinion about what is good or desirable, we can question what others do, what we want, and whether a desire or habit is worth wanting. He writes, How many things are superfluous we fail to realize until they begin to be wanting. We merely use them not because we needed them, but because we had them. And how much do we acquire simply because our neighbors have acquired such things, or because most men possess them? Perhaps there was a time in your life in which you found that a habit or desire really wasn't as great as it was advertised by others, or your expectations simply weren't met. Maybe that flashy new car you saw in an advertisement felt good to purchase and drive for the first few weeks, but you realized that you could have purchased a more inexpensive vehicle and traveled just fine, that the money could have been used in a more productive way. Maybe you'll decide to buy a used vehicle in the future, but selling your car doesn't make much financial sense now, and you're out $30,000. Maybe your marriage has ended, and you found that the married life wasn't what it was cracked up to be, that the time with your partner seemed great at first, but eventually the spark faded. You didn't enjoy living together. You wanted more time for yourself and your own interests, and now lament having to relinquish some of your savings account, and you won't have custody of your children. You thought your partner wouldn't be like other people, and perhaps through your effort, you thought things would go smoothly. Now you can enjoy more freedom, but it came at the cost of time, emotional struggle, and money. Maybe we can experience a sense of regret, and only much later realize mistakes were made, but such is life especially considering how naive we can be and how unreflective we can be about decisions. Maybe our goals and values change over time, and we can work to accept the past and work toward a better future, having more control of our lives, limiting our desires, and not being slavish. What advantages might we find in being in charge of our lives? Seneca writes about the benefits of self-control in his letter titled On Facing the World with Confidence. Self-control and living in an introspective, careful life can bring tranquility, contentment, put us more at ease. He writes, those who lack self-control lead disturbed and tumultuous lives. Taking on too much chaos, living in ignorance, taking too many unwise risks, and behaving impulsively can indeed bring about a disordered life riddled with anxiety, worry, pressure, and stress, whereas a life filled with more moderation, principled action, and self-control is preferable. In his letter titled, On Care of Health and Peace of Mind, Seneca writes, accordingly, reform your own self. Get the burden off your own shoulders, and keep within safe limits the cravings which ought to be removed. 
He talks more about the dangers of unchecked desire in his letter on the usefulness of basic principles. He offers diatribes against gladiatorial combat to the death, war, and unhealthy lavish eating. He writes, Nowadays, however, to what a stage have the evils of ill health advanced? This is the interest which we pay on pleasures which we have coveted beyond what is reasonable and right. You need not wonder what diseases are beyond counting. Count the cooks. Seneca's message about ill health is especially true today, with, according to statistics from the recent film titled What the Health, 350 million people in the world with diabetes, two-thirds of adults in the United States overweight or obese, 70% of deaths and morbidity in the United States largely lifestyle-related and preventable, and 17.3 million people worldwide dying from cardiovascular disease per year. More self-control, more moderation, less being slavish to desires, and simple lifestyle and mindset changes would result in declining of these trends in a more healthy population. On the topic of war, Seneca attributes unchecked greed as a cause for governmental approval of slaughter. He writes, Cruelties are practiced in accordance with the acts of Senate and popular assembly, and the public is bidden to do that which is forbidden to the individual. Deeds that would be punished by loss of life when committed in secret are praised by us because uniform generals have carried them out. Here, we see that greed in the hands of government officials, power not used for good ends, can lead to abuse and crimes on a grand scale. Moderation and more principled rule should trump desires for bloodshed, nation-building, and imposing one's way of life on others, perhaps for gain of land, natural resources, money, or military might. Rather than striving for more and more, living a more simple life is preferable. Seneca writes about living simply in his letter titled On the Part Played by Philosophy in the Progress of Man. Limiting our desires, seeking peace of mind within ourselves rather than looking outside of ourselves, depending on external things for happiness, and being content with less, allows for more self-control, a less slavish life, and personal fulfillment. Seneca writes, The wise man was easygoing in his way of living. Nature has laid upon us no stern and difficult law when she tells us that we can live without the marble counter and the engineer, that we can clothe ourselves without traffic and silk fabrics. Those were wise men, or at any rate, like the wise, who found the care of the body a problem easy to solve. The things that are indispensable require no elaborate pains for their acquisition. It is only the luxuries that call for labor." Rather than seeking to live a life of luxury, which can create more problems for ourselves, Seneca writes elsewhere about wealth not ridding us of problems, but only changing them. We can choose to live more simply, not desiring things simply because they may feel good or others desire them. We can come to a conclusion that we can be content and even better off living with less, living a life of moderation, not living in squalor or forsaking all pleasure or entertainment, but rather a middle position of reducing wants and being content with fewer possessions and desires. To recap, we can have a more productive life through exercising moderation and self-control. We can question popular opinion, be introspective, take accountability for our thoughts and actions, stop making excuses and blaming others, limit our desires, shun a life of luxury, and be more content with fewer material possessions. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more content. Visit my website at justinvacula.com where you can find links to my social portals, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and see past content on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher. Please share, comment, like, and subscribe. Consider donating if you support my work and would like to see more, for this takes time, money, and effort to produce content. Support me on my patreon.com page, on which I offer several rewards to patrons. Have a great day.